Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for war? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we know what that sounds mean. Is We are off to the races. Another episode of The Conspiracy Farm. Jeffrey Wilson, always riding shotgun. My partner in crime, UFC Hall of Famer. Pat Milicic, how are we doing today, champ? I'm doing great. I'm glad you're keeping me busy, buddy. And uh, I don't know how you did it, but you, you got one of our guests back that was... She's very sought after, obviously, so we're, we're pretty damn lucky. Very much so, very much so. And she was you know, very gracious with her time not too long ago. We got a lot of responses from her appearance as her investigative work is absolutely groundbreaking. And it was, you know, it's still reverberating. She's been very busy. Man, I mean, I don't know when she sleeps because I'm saying I'm seeing she's very busy and she is definitely, definitely speaking truth to power. And I absolutely love it. She is an investigative reporter out of Bulgaria, ladies and gentlemen. Man, she's, what, eight hours ahead of us, champs? Again, so very gracious with her time. Diljana Gaitanjeva is joining us again today. How are you today, ma'am? Thank you so much for having me again on your show. Uh, yes, I was busy, but uh, the reason uh, that I didn't want to talk was that I first wanted to publish my investigation, and then when uh, it has been published now i can uh, uh speak uh, with facts with documents and uh it is not just an empty word these are facts that are verifiable provable and now we can talk about them and my it, pleasure yeah and it's it's really heavy when we get into it so but i do want to summarize for people who didn't necessarily hear our last episode or even if they did we'll just kind of summarize where we kind of left off last time I mean, your, your groundbreaking information on what you found, and I'll let you take this from here, what you found in Aleppo after ISIS kind of pulled back in all that that entailed, if you don't mind uh, kind of summarizing what what that what went down. Yeah, sure. Uh, in December of um, 2016, I was covering the battle uh, for Aleppo when the jihadists from Al-Nusra Front, this is the Al-Qaeda affiliates in Syria, retreated from their positions in eastern Aleppo. I got inside nine underground warehouses full of heavy weapons with Bulgaria as their country of origin. When I got back um, to my home country, I traced back these shipments and it turned out that these Bulgarian uh, weapons, these Bulgarian rockets, I'm uh, talking about 122 millimeter Grat rockets. Uh, they were just a small portion of a bigger international scheme involving many countries and uh, later on I uh, received uh, secret memos um, from uh, the Azuri embassy to Bulgaria and uh, they, they included uh, the full documentation of weapons exports um, to the U.S. Special Operations Command and Saudi Arabia on diplomatic flats, uh, flights and these weapons ended up in the hands of terrorists in Syria, in Iraq, in Yemen, in Congo, uh, 
Afghanistan. I can continue. All the hot spots. All the hot spots. Yeah. Yeah. This is. And what, all the, what, what were what were all the countries and intelligence agencies involved in all of these on the documentation that you found? Yes. Uh, according to these documents that were leaked to me, the end user of uh, these Eastern European weapons was the U.S. Special Operations Command. The U.S. Special Operations Command, or the Pentagon, uh, awarded private American companies to purchase Eastern European weapons for uh, their special military operations abroad, in Syria and in Iraq. Or, uh, one of those uh, companies is uh, Purple Shovels. It was given a $50 million yes. no-bid contract to basically train and, and I, arm. I want to explain first in the end user certificate that was uh, inserted and that was attached to the diplomatic notes, uh, the information as, as to who was uh, the end user of these uh, weapons uh, was omitted. It wasn't indicated who the end user would be, which is a gross violation not only of the Bulgarian law, but uh, of uh, all international conventions to which right. my country is a party, not, not, not only my country. I know that the United States has not joined uh, uh, the UN convention and uh, they are not a party to it, which is uh, uh, so... Uh, it is no wonder because uh, if they join this UN convention, they would uh, must be hold, uh, must be held to account for uh, international weapons uh, smuggling and supplies to terrorists. But according to this international legislation and the Bulgarian legislation, we cannot export weapons without knowing the end use of this. Uh, right weapons and we don't know them according to the documents it is just indicated the end user is uh, the u.s special operations command and the u.s government for their international allies who the international u.s allies are and what for uh, these uh, weapons would be used it is not indicated it is gross violation of international law i want also to explain that um, the scheme involves private American companies because this is um, a practice which uh, has often been used by the CIA to cover up uh, its Asian agents and to provide cover to its agents. We don't talk about private companies, which are, you mentioned Purple Shovel, uh, which are randomly selected. These private American companies were awarded millions uh, of dollars, and I'm talking about at least one billion dollars uh, for four years to supply weapons to uh, militant groups in Syria and in Iraq and also in other places around the world. Here we are talking about the involvement not only of the United States and the Pentagon and the CIA, we are talking about the involvement of Saudi Arabia and uh, the United Arab Emirates. Israel, I mean, you, the list can kind of go on and on. And, you know, kind of speak to the importance of Silkway Airlines and the utilization of the diplomatic status because then none of those None of that cargo can be checked under the diplomatic status, correct? 
Absolutely. Here we are talking about the involvement of all states. We are not talking about the involvement of a criminal, just criminal groups and private companies. Here we are talking about international scheme involving uh, whole governments and whole states. The Azure state-run company, Silkway Airlines, was chartered by uh, the U.S. Special Operations Command and these private American companies to supply Eastern European weapons to different war zones around the world. The thing is, uh, they used the diplomatic status because the Azuri Ministry of Foreign Affairs uh, sent a request for such diplomatic clearance for their flights to, for example, Bulgarian uh, government or the Serbian, uh, Croatian, Romanian government, etc. I also want to stress that these uh, Eastern European weapons, they're Soviet-style weapons. They are non-US standard weapons, non-NATO standard weapons, and uh, also they are not compatible neither with the military standard of the US Army, nor with the military standard of the Soji Army, meaning that these weapons would never be used by uh, the Saudi or the American armies themselves. This is clear indication of the purpose and the aim of the weapon supplies. And sadly, all these governments were well aware where these weapons were going. First, because the end user was omitted from the documentation. Secondly, because all these documents that were leaked to me and that I also published featured they are featured in my investigation, people can see them. They are also published online so that most of uh, the journalists who are interested in this issue can investigate them and can inspect and can do their checks in their own countries and they put, can put these questions to their own governments. Uh, but uh, all these governments, uh, according to the legislation, they must um, given approval for the exports, for the weapons exports. For, right. for example, in my country, this special commission, uh, which allows uh, uh, and gives um, export licenses, it includes all possible ministers, plus the director, the head of the Bulgarian secret services, the minister of defense, minister of um, internal affairs, uh, the minister of economy, all of them signed and approved these exports. So, well, and Azerbaijan has been notorious in as as almost a uh, apex and a focal point for Gladio B and the and the funneling of drugs and and weapons. And not only to mention is the Azerbaijani government involved. I mean, you're talking about the Azerbaijani Chamber of Commerce, who's had former advisors and board of directors like Dick Cheney, Henry Kissinger, Brent Skokoff, Richard Armitage, Richard Pearls, Zbigniew Brzezinski. I mean, these are individuals who are also a part of the American Turkish Council. So, I mean, there there are so many players involved in this that help facilitate this on such a such an insane level it's it's really scary and this and this also destroys the narrative that you know the the u.s media was saying that the the bases of iraqi soldiers were overrun by isis militants and all the weapons and, and ammunition and everything was stolen and that's how they got armed look if you've got a, a military base with a bunch of people with with heavy weapons and a bunch of crazy people come running at it to overrun it and you're the one with all the heavy weapons i'm thinking you're pretty safe you're gonna you're gonna win that fight so right. it's it's complete garbage it was a garbage narrative from the beginning and, and you uncovering all of this Diliana proves that 
Yes, it's totally fake news. Yeah. I will also use this uh, term because it is fake. Uh, if uh, like uh, these media outlets uh, claim that uh, the weapons were uh, stolen by ISIS in Iraq, for example, from, from the Iraqi military bases, probably this could have happened in one, two or three occasions. But how can they explain um, these weapons exports of non-US standard weapons, not to the Iraqi army, but to military groups, which uh, the US government called moderate rebels. The US government never denied the supplies, the weapon supplies of, uh, uh, for Syrian rebels. Just they called them moderate rebels. Right. But how can uh, rebels be moderate when they are heavily armed and when they kill civilians? And I saw this myself. Uh, this myself, uh, this happened before my eyes. I saw how these so-called moderate rebels, uh, Al Qaeda affiliates, Al Nusra Front, they fired rockets, and one of these rockets fell next to me, and I saw myself how this rocket beheaded a mother and her child before my eyes. Wow. How can we talk about uh, moderate rebels who uh, killed uh, uh, civilians when they were supplied with 122 millimeter uh, rockets? This is not for defense. A 122 millimeter Grat rocket produced by a Bulgarian uh, state-run company, military plant. They are not for defense. They are offensive, heavy weapons. And they were uh, exported and smuggled on diplomatic flights provided by the state of Azerbaijan. So we are talking about the whole government's involved. Government sanctioned, man. Government. That's the so scary when, part. Yeah. Yeah, and when we talk about the diplomatic status used for these flights and the shipping, um, the ship. I forget the name of the ship that was used. Uh, uh, no, it was a Danish uh, ship uh, vessel. Uh, Marianne Danica. Uh, so the diplomatic status was used so that the, the contents of these of these shipments could not be inspected and now moving forward into your latest investigation which is in in this, it's absolutely incredible uh, diplomatic status is being used to protect these facilities too right yeah so you know that that's the thing is what prompted you and, and Jeff, if you want to break it down a little bit before she goes into it um, and ask, you know, and I'll ask you to, to follow up, you know, what prompted you to start looking into this is, is the follow up that I would want to know, you know, initially after Jeff breaks it down. Well, yeah, I mean, it's essentially what you have found is, is U.S. biological, for lack of a better term, biological weapons facilities over basically conservatively 23 different countries throughout Europe and Asia, technically Eurasia. And you've also. I'm sorry. In Africa, yeah, exactly, and and the tests that are going on on with animals and civilians outbreaks that are find you're finding in in the contamination of water, um, and then later on down the line towards the end here, we're going to talk about how this all relates to some of these chemical attacks and the death of this Russian spy and his daughter and you know and the role Porter Down has. But talk about the facilities that you have found all throughout Eurasia and the the impact and what they're doing and like Pat said, how they're being protected through diplomatic uh, status? If the first investigation into the Pentagon weapons uh, supplies to <laughs> jihadists in Syria, if it was scared, it was terrifying, this one, it is 
I, I don't know how to put it. It is dreadful. It is appalling. It is uh, very important for us to talk about it because while I was um, investigating um, the Pentagon weapons programs, I had no idea about uh, this uh, biological uh, weapons program. Absolutely no idea. I found out uh, uh, accidentally that uh, there was a program which was run by the Defense Threat Reduction Agency. This is uh, uh, the Department of Defense uh, Agency uh, and it was uh, worth $2 billion. So I started to, to check this program and to investigate the documents that, uh, by the way, many of them are publicly available and people can uh, have a look and can uh, familiarize themselves with uh, what the US government and what the Pentagon has uh, have been doing for the last uh, decade. So uh, while investigating this program, I found out that it included uh, the establishment of uh, military biolaboratories run by the Pentagon in 25 countries, at least 25 countries across the world. These military biolaboratories, uh, they test man-made viruses, bacteria and toxins. And uh, interestingly, they are located in countries which border on the Pentagon main rivals, Russia, China and Iran. Re recently, the Pentagon uh, chief announced that their main rivals are Russia, China and Iran. And coincidentally, <laughs> coincidentally, these military biolaboratories are located in countries bordering on uh, or around Russia, China and Iran. I want to explain. Uh, it is a bit uh, complicated because we are not uh, medical experts, but people must know the following. For example, I'm from Bulgaria. My genotype is different from your genotype because we, we live uh, in different places and different <laughs> different continents. So, for example, I can contract uh, a certain disease, but you will not contract the same disease or the same strain or the same strain, let's say, of anthrax may affect you, but may not affect me in the same way because we have diff different genotypes. But my genotype, because I'm a Bulgarian, uh, is very similar, let's say, to the Russian genotype because uh, uh, Bulgaria uh, borders on Black Sea, uh, which borders on Russia. So it is just a, a few thousand miles that separates us. and. That is why the Pentagon uh, set up military biolaboratories around these countries. What they do, if you have a look at their projects, they isolate local strain of a virus, let's say, uh, or bacteria, let's say anthrax, and they start uh, researching this virus. They, they start genetically modifying this virus so that they could have a possible biological weapon. Then they start infecting the local population because since the start of the military program of the Pentagon in these uh, 25 countries around the world, the number of deadly outbreaks in all those countries involved have increased dramatically. And we are talking about diseases like Ebola, anthrax, tularemia, all bioagents, uh, all bioagents classified as bioterrorism agents. And we don't Not hear any of that over here. I don't. I mean, I don't think I've heard about any outbreaks. 
I don't, I don't know about you, Pat, but that's that's crazy. Sorry, go ahead. Well, the the, the extreme flu that everybody got this year, who knows, right? America suffered a severe flu outbreak this year that was more serious this year than than many others. So it's, I, so, I don't know. Diliana, were you saying that, I mean, just the nature of, I mean, obviously we're not whatever the word is, you know, biologist or, are you saying they are creating genetic specific bioweapons? Uh, I can ask this question. It's very suspicious because there are projects involving collection of biological material, DNA, from uh, specifically Russians and Chinese. I don't know why they are doing this. And the only possible expl explanation is probably this one, that they are researching uh, possible um, anywhere weapons. So far, nobody has officially confirmed the uh, the research and development of such ethnic weapons. Uh, there is no such official confirmation, but in some of the documents uh, that I read concerning uh, this military program, it is written that uh, ethnic bioweapons are a huge threat, meaning that somebody has researched them. It is uh, confirmed in the documents. Well, you know, this is interesting because I've had this conversation with people. I don't know if you guys have, uh, it's a website, it's a company called, I think it's called 23andMe, where you send in your basically your blood and they tell you your ethnic breakdown. But for me, that's like giving them, you know, all the, what they need to make us, you know, ethnic specific or genetic specific bioweapon. So I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, be careful with your 23andMe and your full disclosure of your 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 genetics and your DNA. Also, uh, another confirmation of this military program, uh, the Pentagon does not deny the existence of such military program. And they have also published on uh, their websites a lot of photos, programs, uh, full list of uh, biological agents and chemicals that they have been researching and producing uh, in the first place. They produce them themselves. They not isolate them from somewhere. They themselves produce these life bioagents. Right. And then uh, this happens uh, at uh, one military facility called the Gwei Proving Ground at the state of Utah. Then, after producing these bio uh, agents, they uh, test them for uh, dissemination uh, by powder, aerosol, uh, liquids, uh, and by explosives. Can somebody answer me? Because I tried to ask them, I didn't uh, get a, an answer. Why and what defensive is there in the fact that the Pentagon has been testing the dissemination of biological agents by explosives? Where is the defense in this case? Right. right. To produce uh, and test uh, yeah. bioagents for dissemination by explosives. It is. It is very, very. Uh, Seems rather offensive to me. <laughs> Yeah, now, you know, we can talk back about, because I'm curious when you when you see the outbreaks around the world that have gone on just in Sierra Leone, Western Africa, with the outbreak in, I think it was 2014, the Sierra Leone government scientists were really accusing a company called Metabiotic Inc. of, of very dangerous experiments with, with the Ebola and 
culturing red blood cells and, and a lot of other stuff that was going on. And then Yemen, there's over a million cases of cholera. You know, is is what would you say are the odds of <laughs> of this these diseases, these outbreaks being caused by these labs as testing on human beings in poor countries? It is worth noting that this American company, private American company, Metabiota, is also a Pentagon contractor working under different Pentagon uh, programs involving these military biolaboratories in Georgia and in Ukraine as well and in Sierra Leone. This company, Metabiota, was awarded, uh, uh, as far as I remember, $17 million million by the Pentagon, by the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, to do work for the Pentagon before the start of the Ebola crisis in uh, Sierra Leone in 2012. So, they... Seventeen million dollars. This is uh, the the contract in uh, in full, but for Sierra Leone the sum was about I think three million. As 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 I remember, I need to look at the documents from the U.S. Federal Contracts Registry. But they were sent to work there and commissioned by the Pentagon in 2012. The Ebola outbreak was uh, two years uh, later, in 2014. So what did they do there, two years earlier, uh, performing work for the Pentagon? This is a very legitimate question. And uh, this company, Metabiota, also operates uh, one of the military biolaboratories of the Pentagon in Georgia. It is called the Luga Center and in Ukraine as well. In Ukraine, the Defense Threat Reduction Agency have, uh, has funded 11 biolaboratories. Can you imagine that the Pentagon has been operating 11 military biolaboratories in Ukraine? And what is even more uh, scary and very suspicious is that um, under the contract and the, the military agreement bet- between Ukraine and the United States, the Ukrainian government is prohibited from public disclosure of any information concerning the Pentagon uh, military biological uh, agents. Isn't that program. isn't that the protocol for all the host countries? They can't ask. Yeah, there, there's no oversight for what's going on. Absolutely, there is uh, no control by the host state over uh, the activities of the American biowarfare scientists. Because of diplomatic status, right? Because, yet again, they have and they operate under diplomatic status. Why is it needed for them? I'm talking not only about military personnel, about civilian personnel. Why is it needed for them? These are scientists. Why do they need uh, diplomatic status without being diplomats? It is so simple because you have private companies, private Pentagon contractors, who are granted diplomatic status. And also they have uh, diplomatic vehicles, meaning that they can transport something. Why do scientists need uh, diplomatic vehicles? I, I just can't understand if everything is so transparent and so uh, clear. I also put this question to the US Assistant uh, 
Secretary at the U.S. Department of Health, Robert Kadlik, a few weeks ago during a seminar on the threat of bio biological weapons. It was uh, held on the 7th of March um, in Brussels. It was held and organized by uh, the, the European Parliament and they invited him to give them a lecture of the American experience. So I decided to ask my questions mm -hmm. and he, uh, his answer was, quote, the United States does not have such a military biological weapons program and all these military biolaboratories are openly available to anybody who wants wow. to look at them. Wow. So he flatly lied uh, about these biolaboratories. First, if you have a look at the documents, these projects are classified and uh, if they were so open to anybody, why one of the requirements for work at these military bar laboratories is the need uh, of uh, the employees to be first American citizens, all American citizens, secondly, to have uh, been granted uh, security clearance. Uh, down in the document, it is explained why. Because these scientists, who must be only American citizens with security clearance, they will need access to classified zones and classified information. So right. it says it all. And this is uh, uh, another proof how the US officials uh, just lied, flatly denied everything. And this happened in the, the European Parliament. And they don't care what we will all think about that. They used us. I mean, um, I, I, first I want to differentiate between uh, the U.S. government and the, the the U.S. people because my guess is that the U.S. people are kept uh, completely in the dark. <laughs> in the dark, and they yeah. don't know about that because this is the U.S. taxpayer money, and yes. the American people must know how the Pentagon spend their money because can you imagine instead of spending. Uh, this two point billion dollars on the health of the American people, they spent the American taxpayer money on, let's say, the health of foreign countries. It is not the health uh, of the foreign uh, country's population. It is a military biological weapons program. And I'm not sure that the American people would yeah. want that. Well, we're hearing we're hearing in the news uh, lately, you know, as, as it relates to the the Russian spy who recently died. I just want to read just a little paragraph from an article which you just wrote uh, just recently. Um, the Pentagon has spent at least seventy million dollars on military experiments involving tests with deadly viruses and chemical agents at Porter Down, the UK military laboratory near the city of Salisbury. Salisbury. The secretive biological and chemical research facility is located just thirteen kilometers from where, on March fourth, fourth uh, of March, former Russian spy Sergei Skripal, I'm massacring his name, I'm sure, and his daughter Yulia were found slumped on a bench um, following an alleged uh, Novichok nerve agent poisoning. So, talk to me about that, man. The Russian spy apparently was somehow involved in this porter down stuff i know he had animals um at, at, at his home that were being tested on what's the role of porter down and this russian spy with all of this uh, i was shocked first when i uh, know when i read about this news it was probably the fourth or fifth of march uh i was very curious because uh it somehow reminded me of uh all these 
programs, all these projects, it, it was very strange, something like this to happen in a civilian area in the United Kingdom. And I already knew that uh, the Pentagon uh, had some projects in the United Kingdom, but uh, I didn't expect that something like this can happen, especially in the UK, because this is their so-called foreign ally. Uh, according to the documents uh, concerning this military program. So I checked uh, what is publicly available and uh, according to the US federal contracts registration uh, registry, the Pentagon has spent this huge amount of money on um, tests uh, on uh, deadly viruses, uh, bacteria, toxins, nerve agent at Portandown. Uh, this Russian, ex-Russian spy uh, had uh, guinea pigs in his home and uh, the same guinea pigs were used by um down scientists to test nerve agents on on them under the Pentagon programs. It's strange coincidence given the fact that Portendown is located just 13 kilometers from the place or from the site where on the 4th of March, uh, Sergei Skripal and his daughter were found uh, unconscious following an alleged nerve agent attack. Um, there are many questions because if an impartial investigation was to be carried out by the UK uh, government, uh, they must, the first line of the investigation must be portened down. This is a military, biological and chemical research facility located just 13 kilometers away. But nobody investigate, uh, in investigating Portland Down, nobody is talking about these military programs running uh, uh, in this uh, facility for, for years, if not for well, decades. It was, it was blamed on Russia, of course. Yeah, yeah it, was blamed on, it was blamed on the Russian government. And some of the reports that I had heard when looking into it was that this particular Russian spy was potentially going to out uh, MI6 for the release and assistance in the, the false dossier against Donald Trump. That, that I don't know, I haven't confirmed, but I was reading some of that. For sure, uh, he has links uh, with uh, this former MI6 agents. One of them uh, is um, Pablo Miller. Uh, this is the MI6 officer who recruited them uh, in the beginning of uh, in 1990s and that is why uh, he was later jailed and uh, uh, served a few years in a Russian uh, prison. So the very same uh, agent, MI6, or former MI6 uh, agent, uh, Pablo Miller lived also in uh, Salisbury. How come? It is such a strange coincidence. Hmm. And this information that uh, Pablo Miller lived in Salisbury, it was uh, included in his uh, profile on LinkedIn. But later on, when it was disclosed that he also lived in uh, Salisbury, he removed his uh, hmm. uh, profile from uh, LinkedIn. But people, luckily, save this information, and you can see online uh, screenshots of uh, his profile on LinkedIn. And in this uh, information, uh, if you have a look at the screens, screenshots, you will see that 
he mentioned his work um, for uh, the company of uh, the author of uh, the infamous uh, Russian dossier. Steeled, yeah. Yes. So he worked for him and obviously in the same city where Sergei Skripal also lived, probably Sergei Skripal also worked for them and they are all connected. And you have uh, MI6, former MI6 officers, spies, involved in two huge uh, cases in the last uh, two years. The first one was uh, the dossier uh, allegedly uh, linking Trump with Russia, which turned out to be uh, very or fake, according to Trump. Uh, they couldn't find any proof of uh, all the claims made in this dossier. And the second case now with the same people again against Russia. It is uh, such a coincidence. Right. Well, looking at the the larger chessboard, the grand chessboard, as, as we talk, you're right, um, I'm, I'm going to ask you to speculate a little bit, Dilyana, because I've heard you kind of speculate a little bit. You know, there is clearly a NATO, and it has been going on for a long time, a NATO kind of encirclement of Russia. And like you said, there is no accident that these bio, bio facilities are kind of encircling, you know, some of the enemies, Iran. Um, is this is this a beta test for something bigger? I heard you kind of allude to in some of your reports that you think possibly this could be a beta test for some kind of larger, um, not necessarily a war, but just a larger event down the line. What's your speculation as to what, what all of this could culminate to? In my opinion, now they just uh, test what they can um, use probably in the future. But uh, look, Russia and the Russian president announced that they have uh, new nuclear missiles. They wanted the world to know. I think, in my opinion, the Americans, uh, the Pentagon has also published publicly some of these documents because they want Russia or the world to know what they have. And they're showing their teeth. They're showing their teeth. I have no other, yeah, exactly. I have no other explanation uh, as to why they published uh, this military report, why they are not uh, classified. Yes, there are many classified reports, but there is a leakage of information uh, in the public domain, which is very suspicious. I think they just want to show, to flex muscles and to, right. to, to show uh, to Russia, look, look what we have. And be very careful because we can do something very harmful to you. This is my uh, my speculation. Otherwise, I, I have no other explanation. Yeah, when you got want the world to know, because for the uh, the official agenda, they say yes, we have it, but this is for our defense. Defense from what? You are on the or they are on the border of Russia. What defense? They are on the border of Russia, not right. Russia on their borders. Meaning that um, uh, this is uh, uh, not, uh, I mean, whoever must know, knows, knows that. And uh, this is uh, how they, how things work in geopolitics. A little bit of saber rattling. For, for Americans, for, yeah, for, Amer for Americans to understand, it would be 
like if if Russian troops were on the Canadian American border and the Mexican American border, there would there would be all hell breaking loose, and basically, American politicians and the president would say, you know, those troops leave, or we're going to annihilate everything. Right. We're going to scorch earth, and and that's the way it's going to be. So I can understand how the Russian politicians and and Putin must feel right now, and and it's it is scary when you think about having genetically specific biological weapons that are designed to kill a massive number of human beings in China and Russia. That's that's some pretty serious stuff. Uh, it's very important for people to know that uh, biological weapons, if used under optimal conditions, uh, have uh, greater killing uh, capacity than nuclear weapons. They can uh, cause more deaths, more casualties, and uh, definitely more lethal. Uh, so it is threat for the whole the whole uh, of the humanity. It is not only against Russia, China, and uh, Africa. It is against all of us. And uh, people must uh, start asking uh, questions to their local governments to hold them to account. For example, in Georgia, the reaction of the Georgian authorities after I published uh, this investigation was to delete all data regarding the Pentagon program. This uh, data was uh, published uh, on a server uh, of uh, their Center for Disease Control. What they did was just to delete this data, but I luckily saved uh, everything. So this, there is a proof of uh, everything that I'm saying now. It is not just empty words. This, these are the facts and this is the truth. So the Georgian government has what to hide, not from me, but from its own people, because the Georgian people were used and are being used as a testing ground for viruses, bacteria and toxins. Under the, the American legislation, uh, this uh, so-called uh, uh, type of research, uh, dual use of research, or uh, the uh, the, uh, the genetic uh, the modification of uh, viruses, bacteria and toxins, uh, and uh, creating of genetically modified uh, pathogens uh, in order to enhance their lethality, uh, it is uh, legal. There was a ban by uh, Obama a few, few weeks ago, a temporary uh, ban, and it was lifted in 2017. So now it is perfectly legal for US scientists to create viruses, but not only to create them, to create them more lethal or and uh, more deadly. Weaponized. Weaponized. How Weaponized. insane is this world we're living in? I mean, we're living in where, where our NDAA here in our country makes it legal and allowable for the government to engage in propaganda against its citizenry. We have what's going on over there in you know, different parts of the world where they could do biomedical facilities or bioweapon facilities with no oversight. Absolutely insane, this world we're living in. You know, what some of the ramifications from your original uh, breaking of the story of, of, you know, NATO involvement in the Azerbaijani shipping weapons, et cetera, and Silkway, you got fired from your job. You were, you were interrogated by the Bulgarian secret police. Has there what, any other ramifications since you keep bringing, you know, you keep dropping some pretty serious truth bombs? Have you had any other, um, you know, threats or anything? I understand your question. Uh I can tell you, uh, six months later, 
the Bulgarian government uh, resumed the weapon supplies uh, to uh, the Pentagon, uh, which uh, are aimed at uh, uh, arming uh, rebels in Syria again. So the result was zero. Business uh, as usual. I, I must. Uh, I, I'm uh, saying this with the great sorrow that nothing, nothing changed. Nothing changed. It is the same, same old, same old. And uh, you, uh, you are shocked that uh, your government is doing this. What, what should I say? What about my government or my country? Uh, I don't feel that I live in a sovereign, sovereign state. No, I, I live in a totally dependent uh, state without. Uh, being able to say no, we will not arm terrorists. That's the sad reality. Right, and, and, the, and the, wow. the, the troubling the troubling fact of to even here in America, Deliana, to convince people of what's going on is so hard because, as the old saying goes, it's easier to fool someone than to than to show them that they've been fooled. <laughs> and it's 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 so frustrating for Jeffrey and I. Obviously, we've got a massive following of people who are waking up. But the vast majority of Americans simply don't understand any of this stuff and can't, they can't absorb it mentally. On a mental level, they just simply can't absorb the truth. And it's, it's very troubling. I, I have the same uh, feeling and uh, the same uh, problem in my country. Uh, people either don't care or they just, they're kept in dark. And uh, we don't have independent media here. At least you have there, you have uh, and journalists like you. While in my country, no. We are such a small country, we don't have uh, alternative media, we don't have independent uh, journalists. So people don't have access to uh, original source of information and uh, they are brainwashed. Yeah, they like the, the, the people on the other side, whether they, they just can't be convinced of the truth or they're they're paid propagandists who who will try to online make you make you sound like you're crazy or we're crazy things like that. We have to we have to see past all of that and understand and just keep speaking the truth and get more and more people to understand it. I'm sure that in the end the truth will come out. It it, it can't be hidden. Sooner or later people will know the truth and uh, sadly such tragic incidents uh, are the eye-opener. For example, the war in Syria. Now, after seven years into this war, people know who supplied the weapons to terrorists and who is continuing to supply weapons to terrorists. A month ago, there was, uh, for me, a breaking news, but not for the Western media. Um, I think 40 kilogram, uh, 40 tons, 40 tons of chemical weapons were found in a makeshift uh, uh, chemical laboratory, which was used by ISIS in Syria. 40 tons of chemicals, 40 Whoa. tons. Whoa! And yeah, we was, never heard this. <laughs> never heard this that. This was not in the news. I saw uh, the wow. the original footage, which was taken by local journalists in. Uh, in Syria, but I never saw this footage and this news featured in uh, the bulletins of uh, the 
Well, then, because that would mess up the narrative that that Bashar al-Assad is is using chemical weapons on his own people. I mean, even Mad Dog Mattis, our defense secretary, said that that was that was a false narrative and 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 wasn't accurate. Wow. Yeah. I'm blown away. I really am. I mean, even if the truth comes out, Dilian, and I'm not going to stop, and I know you're not going to stop, and Pat's not going to stop. It just, I, I say it all the time. We we live in a society over here in the West where we we trample each other for new iPhones and Black Friday sales, etc. So it's like our priorities are so, pardon my language, so fucked up that this kind of stuff can actually just take place right in front of us, and nobody seems to care. Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, to be honest, uh, uh, some personal uh, information for me, uh, from me, I uh, I used to work as a um, um, correspondent for the Bulgarian media, uh, but before that, I was um, I covered domestic news. So my focus was on um, internal affairs. I never painted attention to international news but once you see yourself what's going on outside your country and once you see the reality the the, the world the, the real face of the tragedy you realize that if you complain for example in my country people are very poor where the poorest uh, state of the European Union, you realize what misery and what tragedy means. Once you see yourself, the real tragedy around the world, once you see what you must investigate, because what I must investigate, not only I, all the journalists in general, they must investigate the real uh, crimes happening in our world now, and they must uh, help uh, stop these uh, real crimes. Uh, for example, uh, who the the American president slept with uh, a decade ago? I don't care. Right. Probably right. the American people care. I don't care. The Syrian people don't care. Dying children uh, from cholera and from rockets in Yemen don't care. We don't care about the personal life and sexual uh, experience of the American president. We do care about uh, this war's Stop. Because nobody is profiting from these wars except for uh, the huge uh, military-industrial complex of the United States. This is the sad truth. And the Bulgarian military-industrial complex. And the Serbian military-industrial industrial complex. And NATO, the EU. I mean, yeah. all of these different governing bodies that are basically, for lack of a better term, profiting from, from the but misery while, of many. Uh, yeah, but while the mainstream media is uh, spreading this breaking news about uh, the lava of one politician or another, the sexual intercourse of him and her, people will not pay attention to the real news. And right. it is not about uh, sexual experience of him, her, or everybody is a human being. I mean, everybody has his personal or her personal life. I don't care about that. I care about the... Uh, uh, exactly crimes against you i mean great perfectly said pat i mean that's essentially what it is i mean it, it's it goes beyond any nationality or ethnicity i mean this is this is you know the old phrase no one is free if others are oppressed and it's just like what's happening right now throughout the world it's it's so heartbreaking and i can't you know speaking for pat pat you can echo my sentiments i can't thank you enough Diliana, for the work you do for putting yourself in the position i mean it's 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 not a safe gig doing what you're doing and you know 
the truth, like you said, has very to come out. Woman. A very, very brave woman. And I can't, I mean, I truly, truly cannot thank you enough for the work you do. No, I am the one to thank you. And uh, yet again, uh, uh, for me, it means uh, a lot. And uh, this opportunity to be able to speak up. And uh, we are on different continents. And we share the same values and uh, and uh, the same uh, news. It is it is just amazing. I'm happy that I know you and that I can talk uh, with you and uh, your viewers. Thank you so much. Well, I mean, tr <laughs> truth, love, humanity, <laughs> compassion. That is that is something that transcends all of this, and that's the, that's the, in my opinion the tie that binds. And hopefully, we can get get more back to that. Sorry, Pat. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Diliana, you should try and make it to the United States and get a a working visa so that you can work for one of the alternative news sites here and, and be able to spread the spread the news a little bit even bigger. Yeah, we, we would love to have our Bulgarian, uh, the conspiracy farm correspondent, let me tell you. <laughs> Rely on that. Uh, I prefer to, to, to stay a war correspondent. So uh, the United States, I wish it for you. You will never have uh, wars there inside your country. I wish it for you. Hey, you. Shout out any social media. Where can we track you down? Uh, where can we find out, you know, latest work and what you're up to? Uh, I, I didn't hear very well your question, but... Uh, A social media link, any Twitter pages, website, anything you can yeah. shout out? Uh, people can uh, read uh, news uh, on Facebook uh, or Twitter with the links that I publish uh, on my uh, page, but it is hard to spell it because my surname is so difficult. No, I will on. I will provide the link, the Twitter link to uh, to this video here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> my surname is a nightmare for everybody, even for people in Bulgaria. So I'm just Dilana for them. Right. <laughs> Diliana Gaitanjeva has been our guest today. <laughs> Okay, yeah, well, we've we've said it quite a few times on our show. We we definitely are a big fan of yours. And again, thank you so very very much for the generosity with your time and all of the work you do. Stay safe and and seriously, keep kicking ass, man. Keep doing it. Thank you once again, and it it's been my honor and pleasure to be with you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Diliana Gaitanjeva. Peace and so much love. Stay tuned, everybody. There will be more. Thank you so so very much. You are awesome. My goodness. Thank you. I'm the one to thank you. And sorry for my, you know, English is not my mother tongue. I'm so you sorry. Are, you were awesome. You were <laughs> on point. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much, Diana. Enjoy thank the you. rest of your evening, Diana. You too. Your day. Bye. Yeah, our day. Thank you. Take care. See you. Later, Pat. See you. Bye.